Ohanga. My name is Maggie, and today we'll be speaking with Christy. All right, Christy, so start us off. What kind of art do you do? So I do candles and soaps, and I almost kind of think of it less as an art, and maybe, I don't even really know how to explain it, maybe just like a fresh take on creating you know, everyday things that we use, like obviously people use soap, people use candles, so it's not really anything new and earth shattering there, but um, I think I just like to put a little bit of a different spin on it by really focusing on making it as clean as possible. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm coming from. That's what I'm trying to do. Great. So my next question is, how did you get involved with this, this creation, I guess? Um, but take us back as early as possible, you know, like back in your childhood, were you creative even back then? Um, I mean, everybody always told me that I was creative, but to be honest, I never really see it <laughs> or saw it. <laughs> um, so I guess I started making, I started with soaps about 10, 10 years ago, I would say now. Yeah, wow. geez, that seems crazy to say that out loud. <laughs> um, but that all started really when I kind of tried to start eating cleaner and I became more aware of like reading labels and looking at what is actually in what I'm eating, what I'm putting in my body. Um, so it kind of, it really started with like looking at my shampoo bottle and being like, oh, that's not cool. Like what's that? So I started just through trying to see if I could make it myself and I did. And it took, you know, obviously a lot of trial and error when you're making soap, the first couple of batches did not work out really very well at all. Um, so I started with the soap and I, I did it, like I said, primarily just for myself and I did it for my friends and my family, you know, and they liked it and everybody kept encouraging me to, to continue on with it. So I did. And I took a, a small break, I guess, when I had my son a few years ago. Um, and then I kind of picked it up again. And the, where I, I started doing the candles actually was after my son was born because I've always been a candle person, love candles, never really thought that like candles are not really that good to be burning in your house. I never realized like a lot of them are kind of gross. Um, so when I had my son, I started researching like, is it safe to burn a candle in a house with a newborn or an infant? You know, like what's, what am I actually putting into the air? And once again, <laughs> became kind of alarmed and grossed out. So I figured, uh, you know, maybe this is something that I can just do for myself and started doing it that way. Again, really just organically, just like the soap, I just figured this is something that I want. So I'm going to make it. And it kind of just grew from there. Like I said, all my friends and family really were into it and people encouraged me to just stick with it and keep going. And that's why I'm doing it, I guess, really just so that other people can have stuff that they don't have to feel bad about using, you know, candles that you don't have to be kind of sketched out about what's, what am I lighting? What am I burning in my house? Or, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So did you end up selling your soaps before your son was born? Oh yes. Yeah. I was selling my soaps. Um, I was doing farmer's markets and stuff for a few years before he was born. Um, and at that time I had also, I also done a, not a lot, but a few other skincare things as well. Like I did, um, a bunch of salves and lip balms and body scrubs and stuff like that, which is really fun. And I still actually do that for myself and like for gifts, but as far as selling it, it just, it got too overwhelming to just be like focusing on like 50 different products. And I, you know, I was just like, I need to step back and like scale it back. Just like a few things I can do really well instead of trying to 
spread myself too thin with you know a hundred different kinds of things so while I do really enjoy making the skincare it's just it got overwhelming like at that level so I just really took stepped back and just stuck with the soaps and um yeah it's it's great I really I love making soaps it's kind of relaxing to me the whole process of it and then the part that's cool where you can get creative is where you can mix in herbs or clays or scents like for the scents I just use pure essential oils and I use clays as coloring um and herbs obviously I use them for therapeutic purposes and also because they look kind of cool in the soap yeah. but so it's, it's like the fun part to me is like what am I going to make today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when did you develop Bar and Jar as your brand? So I developed that actually like maybe a year and a half ago or so when I decided that I was going to focus on strictly candles and soaps. So before I had been selling my stuff under Sakonet Soap and Salve, which was when I was focusing also primarily on the salves. Um, but then when I kind of like eased away from the skincare stuff, that didn't really make any sense. So I tried to come up with a name that was like simple and people would understand. And when you said it, you would know like, oh, bar and jar, like a bar of soap and a jar candle like that. I don't know. So it kind of stuck with me and um, I just kind of took it from there. It's kind of just like bar and jar, it's soaps and candles. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. And so you've started selling at farmer's markets again? I mean, as much as you can given COVID. Yeah, I haven't been physically to farmer's markets since COVID. Um, but I mean, I hope to get back into the farmer's markets kind of soon, but it's kind of tough because I have, my son is four. So he's not going to be down with like hanging out at a farmer's market with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, most of the farmer's markets that I would always do were either would be during the week or on a Saturday. And that's times when I'm kind of in charge of watching him. So my husband wouldn't be available to take care of him. So it's not maybe, you know, maybe in a couple of years when he's like old enough to, you know, listen at all. Yeah. <laughs> entertain himself. Instruction, entertain himself in any way that <laughs> possibly be a cool option. But hopefully, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we're kind of on the other side of that. So were you born in Rhode Island? I was, yep. I was born in Rhode Island. I grew up in Tiverton. Um, I really lived here basically my whole life, except for when I went to college. I went to um, University of Tampa in Florida. Oh, wow. So I was there for my first two years, and then I came back and finished at UMass Dartmouth. Um, so pretty much always lived in Rhode Island. Okay. And so earlier you were saying you were saying that, you know, your family says that you were a creative child, but you don't really think so. So what were you interested in as a child, as a, you know, as a teenager? Um, I feel like I was kind of all over the place. <laughs> For the longest time, I wanted to be a marine biologist. Um, and then when we went on a family vacation one year when I think I was maybe 13 or 14, we went to Grenada and there was like, we went to this beach that there was like sharks on the reef and the, our tour guide was like, oh, somebody just got bit by a shark yesterday. And that like really resonated with me. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be a marine biologist now. Like, oh, I'm afraid of this huge part of that. So that kind of got weird. And then, um, I don't know, what else was I in as a teenager into? I've always been really into photography. Um, I've never done it professionally in, in any capacity, but I've take pictures wherever I go and my house is much to my husband's dismay completely filled with pictures. Well there's the creativity then. 
I guess. Yeah. So, but I mean, to me, that stuff is just kind of like, I don't, I don't think of that as anything like special, you know, I just think of it as just like, yeah, I like to take pictures. I, th these are just things that I like to do. And my mother, both my mother and my father were artists. So what kind of uh, artists? Uh, my father was, um, he did mostly oil paintings, but he did some charcoal too. And my mother did a lot of watercolor. He, my father was a professional artist, but my mother more like dabbled in it after college um, and sold some and like had some stuff in galleries. But she, once she finished nursing school and was really like a full-time nurse, she kind of <laughs> dropped the art and start, you know, just had to like raise a family and work and do that kind of thing. So um, yeah, but everybody tells me like, oh, it's in your jeans, it's in your jeans. I'm like, yeah, I don't like, I can't paint like to save my life. <laughs> or, like a stick figure, like, so I did not get any of those jeans. So what did you go to college for? So <laughs> I went to college at first, just, you know, my first year, I didn't know what I was just going to just go. And that's what you do is you just go to college. So um, I went and I figured I would decide what I was going to do then. And I thought, man, maybe I would be a psychology major. And then I ended up, and long story short, I ended up going to school, um, being a, an English major. And I was kind of like, mm, I don't know. So I ended up graduating with with an English degree and also a minor in small business, accounting for small business, which I don't use at all. So like basically nothing, I don't use any of my college at all. Um, it was a great experience, I guess, but I would have maybe done it a little bit smarter. <laughs> I what mean, would when you have studied instead if you could go back? You know, to be honest, I still don't really know. I don't know. And also I feel like it's so hard to ask an 18 year old that question. What do you want to be when you grow up? Like, I, I don't know, who knows when you're 18. I mean, yeah. I guess some people are blessed to really know that, but I feel like when you're 18, you don't know, you know, you don't really know that much about the world and about your place in the world and to just make giant decisions like yeah, that absolutely. kind of tough, but you know, I don't know. It is what it is. I'm not sure what I would, what I would go back and do differently. Maybe nothing, you know, I don't know. Cause I've always, I've worked just in a variety of jobs. I worked in an office for a while and then I, I hated it to be honest. It was a great job, but it's, I couldn't just sit in the office all day when I'm like looking out and it's sunny out and I'm like, Oh, I got to get out of here. Was so that, then, that was my next question. So what did you do after college, after graduating? Yeah, so that was, <laughs> I worked in an office for a while. I think I lasted there probably five or six years. Oh, wow. Uh, it was a while and it was like, the, the, like the company was awesome and my bosses were, I think that's the only reason I stayed so long because like my bosses were so like awesome. And um, yeah, it was a great job, but just, it was like crushing my soul to like just <laughs> office behind a computer I could not do it so I quit that job and I started working part-time as a nanny I worked part-time on an organic vegetable farm wow. um, that's when I started kind of getting more into the soaps and then I was doing farmers markets so I was just kind of like all over the place but to be honest farmers markets with your own soaps already yep Yep. So that was like, that was around that time where I transitioned from office worker to just crazy job holder. Just, you know, I'm gonna, yeah, I was happier doing that. So, hey, you know, whatever works, I don't know. <laughs> right. So, so was that then when you 
you know, had, is that the point when you were making soaps and then you had your child, so then you paused and then now you're starting making the candles again or did we skip something yeah. in the middle? Yeah, no, I was making the soaps, I was making the soaps and doing the farmer's markets for probably about five, five-ish, five to six years before I had my son. And then I took, um, he's four, so I guess I've been doing this for about a year again. So I took about three years off. Like when, we, when I had my son, we lived in Maine and then we moved back here and it was like, just this whole whirlwind of craziness. Why did you move to Maine? So <laughs> we moved to Maine to um, to run a bait shop with my brother, like okay. bait as in worms, like selling like worms and stuff to people that fish. So that was a super interesting experience. Um, Why? Where did that idea come from? My brother, he had the opportunity to run an existing business of a bait shop, mm-hmm. so he like asked my husband and I to do it with him and uh you know we figured what the heck at that point we didn't have any kids and we just I don't know it just seems like a cool opportunity to just move to Maine for a year and try something new and if it worked it worked if not you know I mean we had our house here so we had rented out our house for the time that we were gone and um yeah I mean we just kind of figured what the heck (laughs) it's a good chance to take I guess and it was a cool experience really have that much to lose I mean it's not like we're gonna come back to nothing so yeah but then basically as soon as we got to Maine and started doing our bait shop then I realized I was pregnant so then we were like oh okay like now we need to like go home immediately (laughs) (laughs) here's like kind of um put a wrench in our plan to say the least but you know it's just one of those things like it's funny how things happen where it's like it was just meant that like things were just meant to happen at that time and they just yeah. did. So we've just gotten pretty good at, you know, going with the flow in the past couple of years and it's easier to just roll with it than to like fight it and be like, oh my God, why is this happening? Like, you know what, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on now? So cool. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So what are your hopes for your your candle and soap business. You mentioned, you know, in a couple of years, hoping to get back in the farmer's markets, but what about in terms of, you know, expanding your business or it becoming your full-time, well, I guess, you know, it is your job right now, but with your child is kind of, I can imagine it's hard to balance that. Right. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's what I kind of want in the future. Um, You know, my son will be going to school. Hopefully he'll be going to pre-K this fall, which will be awesome. Um, We wanted to start him last year, but then COVID made things kind of weird. So we decided to hold off for another year. But once he goes to school, um, I would like to expand Bar and Jar a little bit more. Um, I would like to be able to use that as a sustainable source of income and have that kind of be my job. When I can focus more of my time and energy on that, Um, yeah, I'd like to just keep making things that people want and be able to do it as a job and be able to do it a little bit more seriously is totally my goal. Um, yeah, like when I sell stuff and when people are like, you know, oh, this is great. Like, I feel like finally I found something that's really clean or I feel like really good about burning this candle in my house or I love this. It smells good. And like, it's just, it feels really good when people appreciate what you do and ask you to continue doing it so it gives me like a lot of inspiration and motivation for the future I guess to just try you know just try to try a little harder try to be better every day I guess great so what 
themes tend to emerge besides, you know, overall cleanliness and like quality products? And are there any particular designs or smells or herbs that you tend to lean towards? Um, you know, that's actually a really interesting question. It's kind of hard, I guess, to say, because there are scents that I like, like I said, I use only pure essential oils to scent both my soaps and my candles. And I tend to not really even scent soaps that much. I'll do like one or two batches of scents, but for the most part, I find a lot of people appreciate unscented soaps. Like if you have really sensitive skin or like my grandma who's allergic to everything, um, <laughs> stick with just the candles, but the scents, like I, it's hard to not do what you like. You know what I mean? So I have scents yeah. that I love are my favorites and I, I try, you know, I try to like break free from just sticking like in those scents or in that group of scents where it's like, I love this, but other people might love other things and what those things may be. I'm not really sure because I only know what I love. So yeah. So it's hard to like kind of just get out of my own comfort zone and try to figure out like what are things that other people like than just me, you know? And what, what do people tend to like? Have you been able to recognize any trend? Not really. <laughs> Once I start getting a trend, I'm like, oh, okay, this is definitely like a bestseller. Then it will like totally drop off that one and go to another one. So it's like, it's super strange. I mean, people will always like, I feel like the basic like lavender, like people are always going to love a lavender candle or like a spearmint and lemongrass is another one of my really good sellers. People are always going to love just like basic, like, you know, not really like offensive smells at all. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't even, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's all over the place. Everybody that I ask has different things that they gravitate to everybody, you know, it's just like, like take for instance, this one candle tobacco and patchouli, which is one of my personal favorites. And for a while it was a really, one of my best sellers. And it's, it's like earthy and woodsy and it smells kind of like patchouli. It smells like to me, it smells like like you're like in whiskey, like in a leather chair in front of a fireplace or something. And it's like people either love it or they hate it. There's like no in between. There's no, you know what I mean? It's so like, so, so many things are just like love or hate. And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. But okay. So besides, you know, obviously you know, becoming pregnant, having your child, that is very disruptive, but have you faced any other particular difficulties in terms of your business? Um, you know, I guess really just the main thing would be just the, the balance, the, the work, life, mom, home, balance, you know, the balance of everything, which I feel, you know, I'm sure everybody kind of struggles with these days. Um, yeah, I guess that's really the main, <laughs> the main struggle for me is just balancing everything. And how do you handle that? You know, I do a lot of yoga. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely done a lot more yoga than I ever have in my life. And I've really gotten a lot more into herbal teas. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just try to like stretch and walk and move my body and just like breathe it out, shake it off, you know? <laughs> the little supplements to support yeah. you along the way. Yep. Okay. And is there any person in particular that has influenced your artistic pursuit is what we're going to call it? Um, 
you know, I guess I would say my son because he really, he really spurred the whole candle thing. Like if, okay. if it wasn't for him, I probably never would have thought twice about just lighting up any other candle in my house. You know, I only really kind of thought about it when he was a baby and I was like, oh, maybe I should check into this. Maybe yeah. this is bad. And then, you know, I was reading and I was like, oh my God, I'm horrified. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess it would be, I guess it would be my son because without him, I probably never would have started making candles at all. Okay. Interesting. Now tell me about your workspace. Do you have like a corner in your house? What, what does it look like? What does it feel like? Are you comfortable there? What's your workflow and your rhythm? Yeah. So my workspace is primarily my kitchen. Um, So you know how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) And I also have like a spare room that I use to like store my all my stuff that, you know, like the oils and the stuff that I need to make the soaps and the the waxes and the containers and everything for the candles. Um, And I was actually just saying, I went in there today and I was like, I really need to like get more shelves or just like rein this in because it's getting out of control. But yeah, my kitchen is primarily my workspace. So yeah, it's it's a little bit messy. Um, I like to make stuff. Uh, Usually I do when my husband is home on the weekends or in the evenings after my son has gone to bed is when I really can get kind of creative in the kitchen. Cause if not, you know, it's just too hard to do that. Of but course, yeah, yeah. I just blast some music and get down to it and whatever, clean up the mess later. It's <laughs> always going to be a mess. Like my kitchen's always a mess. No matter what. <laughs> so yeah, it's a chaotic messy workspace live space but we find that most are <laughs> you're not alone in that <laughs> perception so like... sorry go ahead oh no sorry I was just saying that it's kind of like reassuring to hear that other people like also do their thing in oh absolutely environment. <laughs> yeah so it seems like your family has been pretty supportive of your pursuit of this of this work yeah, yeah, my husband's always been actually really supportive of um, of me, you know, just making my soaps and, you know, when I was doing the farmer's market and yeah, he's he's always been like really, really supportive and very helpful too at times. Like sometimes he would like have to come to the farmer's market with me and like help me set up my tent and yeah, help me like load all my totes out of the car and um, yeah, so he's he's very supportive and he's really awesome. So I'm very lucky to have a good support system that, which really enables me to do this. If I didn't have that, it would be, um, you know, much harder to, to, yeah. to, to do something like this. Yeah, Chris. All right, I think we've pretty much hit all of my questions. Is there anything else you think is important to know about your story? Yeah, you know, I don't really think so. I think we kind of covered. All right.